They're like aliens. Because they're from Canada. And they're like the aliens in the movie Aliens that burst out of your chest, out of your chest, out of your chest. But, 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 but this is like the metaphorical chest that Rattler keeps talking about. about so talking it's about. actually they're just here with apples. Apparently, it's the. This chest is here with apples. Can we make sure that that was in the podcast so I can tell Rattler? And then we can keep you And the part about making sure that it was in the podcast so he knows I want to make fun of him, can we make sure that that's in the podcast? Poetry Night rings through. On Monday, September 17th, we said... Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome our first poet of the evening who I did not tell they were going first. Would you please welcome Chris Gusta to the stage. So I'm going to read three short poems tonight. The first two are by Chelsea Minnis um, from this book, Poemland. I am fascinated by very young children who insult their parents. There is a strong desire to laugh. I like it when a baby is crying. Maybe they, cr- maybe they are crying because they are so depressed. The magically depressed baby. Now all the poems have their titles at the end. I'm so drunk I'm seeing toy bats, and it is like trading a typewriter for a gun and desiring not to be hit on the head with a shovel. It is a dress called the Flaming Rosebud. This is the greatest of all named dresses. Thank you. I'm becoming forgetful, putting the milk back in the wrong place, leaving my keys in the door. How much time can I unravel? How much meandering blood can I wash? Where is the thing that I squander? There has to be a place for my people. Maybe I'll be wandering the desert. Maybe I'll dance a jig and play the fiddle. I'll hold it in two hands. Someone from my past will show me how to set fires and dance until it comes back to me. Thanks. That is Chris Gusta, ladies and gentlemen. Give him a hand. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome Christian to our stage. I woke up in the presence of God. He caught me flirting with honesty. All of this was before truth had passed away. Only a few attended the funeral. I saw that reality has no face. It stares at you blankly and expects you to get it, like a punchline without a joke. I never really understand the riddles. The truth comes out that way. Sometimes I watch the poems die. Yesterday I buried one under my tongue. I buried another underneath a tree outside of my church, and I wonder how much air I need to keep my words from drowning in emotion, how long I have to inhale before my breath can sustain the exchange. I buried a dream underneath an old story. I buried a prayer in a church wall. 
And sometimes I wonder how long it will take God to find me there, still broken, counting the pieces in the sun, seeing which way the light bends. That is Christian. Keep it going. Please welcome Jim Bertolino. This poem is like um, a fat sandwich with a lot of different layers of different things, okay? I call it Sandwich Bites. Still a mirth burglar, a pig will be your taxi. A scourge of Vatican perps has been accused of pilfering the papal butter. Quit quoting those homily Dickinsons, he shouted. But she was afflicted with fuzz botulism and couldn't stop. She'd fallen in love with a grown man on a pink trike and kept calling his palace. He reached her through liquid telepathy and said, Your comprehension of the universe died in infancy. He also told her each blossom has its own star. My body pities me and proceeds to be drunk. I call it the amber tint of guilt. Find a politician dressed in rags, he answered, and learn to love your hallucinations. When the Buddha is aroused, we will find eternity in the white noise. You'll know when your ankles start singing. Poison has a contract with your blood, she whispered. She had suffered the loon disease, but her parents were charged with zebra sleaze. The subtle musk of an idea drove his mind to be embraced by atavistic tallow. Thank you. That's Jim Berlino. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome Malcolm Kenyon to our stage. Immigrants. Grandma and mother came by sea from the age of black and white born away from the gray hills of home when liners still burn coal, immigrants whose Americanization ran no more deep than a coat of paint, still keeping to old ways in strange alien situations, as isolated by the lake in Pittsfield as on their native moors. The old landscape they kept in a cardboard box, like a Buddhist household shrine, 
small dog-eared shots of brooding glens and mist-top bends and locks, reduced to useless miniature by an old box camera. This is the Trossachs, my mother used to say, as if she'd been to Mecca. I knew Scotland to be gray, like Grandma. They used to sing to make me sleep in the high iron bed with chairs beside, so I'd not die in dreams by falling. Their voices like old Victrolas from Victoria's day and ancient Burns, his century fresh in every Scottish mind, sang words of sad lost love. Ye banks and praise a bonnie doon, how can ye bloom say fresh and fair? How can ye chant ye little birds? And I say weary and full of the care. You break my heart, ye warbling birds that wanton through, through the leafy thorn. Ye mind me, O departed joys, departed never to return. The old high-ceilinged home barely admitted electricity. Hot water forever heated on a stove they lighted from a jug of oil while Grandpa sat and drank his tea and scowled and ate his scones dipped in the brown liquid cooling in his saucer. Strains of sacred bagpipes skirling on the wireless from Australia. He played along fingering a silent rod, gnarled fingers agile on the halls. His own pipes lay like a sacrifice on a pagan altar. An old oilskin-covered trunk kept out on the porch. I was forbade by pain of death to touch. He sucked the reeds to make them supple, then blew as if his face were dark with rage, marched up and down the threadbare carpet. Music of the battlefield full drilled in the living room. The sounds of the songs of war, the dirges of the dead, laments of failed rebellions, the flowers of the forest made mother crawl behind the couch to cry. That night beside my bed she'd sing, Flow gently, sweet Afton, Among thy green breeze, a song that I'll sing thee, a song in thy praise. My Mary lies sleeping by thy murmuring stream. I charge you, disturb not her slumbering dream. Thou stalked of whose echo resounds through the glen, a wild whistling blackbird in yon thorny den. 
Thou green-crested lapwing, thy screaming forbear. I charge you, disturb not my slumbering fair. Thank you. That's Malcolm Kenyon. Keep it going. Are you all enjoying the show? Me neither. I'm over poetry. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Dwayne to our stage. Transcribing my mind to canvas, charcoaling a world into an oxygen-based existence, the 2 a.m. storm bullies its way ashore. Barometric pressure released from claustrophobic landscape. My bones uncoil, joints expand, blood pumps within the rhythmic pounding of rain. As I move charcoal in straight lines upon canvas, my hands blacken with this gift of fire. A break, a razor, a head shaven clean, it is a manic night of creation. The moist night dares me to embrace the 2 a.m. howl. I laugh, double dare it to swallow me whole. It whistles with a curse. It wants me on my knees. It wants me to know fear. It wants me reverent. I am not its puppy, and my teeth are sharper than it expects. If there is to be blood, it will be black, gushing from the rip in the sky where my gnashing teeth have torn away stars. Thank you. That is Dwayne. Give it this. Keep it going. Please welcome Lizzie. Baby book. When you were two days old, you taught me how to unfocus my eyes to see unimpeded. When you were 11 days old, we sat on yellow grass beneath the neighbor's tree and waited all day for a falling apple. When you were 16 days old, Cassiopeia woke me from her chair of stars. She pointed an upside-down finger at your dead grandmother, whispering dreams above your crib. When you were 18 days old, a fly landed on your cheek. He rubbed his hands together and kissed you with crinoline wings. When you were 23 days old, I got tired of losing my way. I painted the front door purple while you slept in blackberry brambles next to the weeping cherry tree. When you were 24 days old, I left you, but you kept coming back. When you were 28 days old, a pair of trumpeter swans revolved around our house for hours. 
Hollow wings whispered halos as they looped overhead like honking kites. When they left, they flew west. When you were thirty days old, I lost handfuls of hair, clumsy webs between my fingers when I shampooed. A drowned nest circled the drain, milk dropping on it like eggs. Thank you. That is Lizzie, ladies and gentlemen. Would you please welcome Robert Lashley to the stage? This is Foreclosure by Sterling A. Brown. Father Missouri takes his own. These are the fields he loaned them. Out of heart's fullness, gratuitously. Here are the banks he built up for his children. Here are the fields, rich fertile suit. Father Missouri, in his dotage, whimsical and drunkenly turbulent, cuts away the banks, steals away the loam, washes the ground from other wonder wire fences, leaves fence posts grotesquely dangling in the air, and with the doddering steps approaches the shanties. Father Missouri, far too old to be so evil. Uncle Dan, seeing his gardens lopped away, seeing his manured earth topple slowly in the stream, seeing his cows knee-deep in yellow water, his pigsties flooded, his flower beds drowned, seeing his prized leghorns swept down the stream, curses Father Missouri, impotently shakes his fist at the forecloser, the treacherous skinflint, who takes what was loaned so very long ago, and leaves puddles in his pasture, and useless lakes in his fine pasture land, and sees, and sees years of laboring turned into nothing. Curses and shouts in his old hoarse voice. Ain't got no right to act that way at all. No right at all. And the old river rolls on sleepily to the gulf. Thank you. That is Robert Lashley. Please welcome Bruce to our stage. That means good evening in the Russian. So I'm going to begin by reading a poem by Anna Akhmarova. The Shakespeare, the Shakespeare of the Rus. This is, this is from Anna Akhmarova. There is a sacred boundary between those who are close, and it cannot be crossed by passion or love. Though lips fuse in dreadful silence, and the heart shatters to pieces with love, friendship is helpless here, and years of exalted and ardent happiness, when the soul is free and a stranger to the slow languor of voluptuousness, those who strive to reach it are mad. Sumus Shedshi. That's out of this world insane in Russian. 
and those who reach it stricken by grief. Now you understand why my heart does not beat faster under your hand. And this is the short poem that I wrote in answer to the assignment from last week, writing in the voice of somebody here in Bellingham, Jim Milstead. This is called Pell Iteration. I'm going to try to do it like Jim, but I don't know if I can. Pepper's perspiring, perspicacious platypus, Penelope, playfully, positively proved Precambrian pachyderm prototypes, pissed purple pea. <laughs> thank you, Jim Milstead, and thank you. That is Bruce. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Bruce. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome Carly to our stage. This is Drunk Couplets for Stephen. The bottoms of my boots collect discarded ends of cigarettes, a flimsy ribbon with no room to stretch. I buckle, think of you and how you scare me when you're drunk and how I love the way you punch me harder when I ask you to than any boy I ever knew. And if you find these forced half rhymes a little on the cheesy side, Please know that I do not intend to, with sloppy verse, offend. But vodka's sloshing in my eyes, and despite sincerest tries, I cannot form you from my ink, but I can't blame that on the drinks. Thank you. That is Carly, ladies and gentlemen. That is her, no matter how poorly I write her name. So the microphone, I'm gonna, I'm feeling it already. This thing has a spirit. 